Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be inappropriate. And the score! He's done it! He's done it! Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round number five sees the Raiders on the road again to Wagga Wagga to take on the Melbourne Storm after the loss against the Manly Seagulls in Mudgee in round four. Joining me on the podcast this week is Rosie Harrison. Hey, Ben. Hello. And uh, for the first time on the podcast is rookie James Schiller. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Fantastic. Great to have you here. Let's get stuck into it. Let's go around the horn. All right, we'll quickly touch on this because we will review the match in a minute. But, Rosie, disappointing loss to Manly on the weekend and it really was the Daily Cherry Evans show. He put in a, a five-star performance against us and um, it was a, in, ended up being the determining factor in the game. Yeah, the first half was a tight first half and we were right in at half-time, um, just trailing by four points at the break. And you thought, yeah, big big second half, we could come away with the win. But, yeah, Manly just proved too strong. Daily Cherry Evans, his kicking game was outstanding. He hit your field goal, 20-40 and a 40-20, so... So he did a great job and steered them home. But, yeah, just a few too many errors, I think, during the second half, which we can tidy up heading into this week. Yeah, we'll reluctantly have a look at that game uh, in a few moments. But uh, we are heading out to Wagga Wagga this weekend. James Schiller, you are from Young. So almost a home game for you this week. And uh, you'll be out there playing uh, in the New South Wales Cup match in the pre-game to this weekend. And a chance to get out there and see some friends and family, no doubt. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I haven't been out to Wagga for a while, so... Um, definitely old stomping grounds. There'll be a lot of, hopefully a lot of supporters there from Young as well, uh, getting out. But no, I'm keen, it should be a good day. Triple header, can't complain with it. Hopefully weather holds off good and keen to, keen to win win for three weeks in a row now. So Yeah, that's it. The cup, the cup team's going really well at the moment. And uh, obviously, um, you know, that's a, a good sign, you know, and put some pressure on those guys playing first grade. And that's what you guys are there to do. Yeah, basically, we, we've we've been really well the past three weeks. Uh Started off very, very slow, but we found our groove and a lot of the young blokes coming up from 20s due to a lot of injuries and COVID have really filled in the spots and taken them on as their own. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of potential there and it's good for the future as well when your reserve grade team's going as good as it's going. So, good signs and uh, hopefully we can follow through this week with it all. And your first two tries of <laughs> yeah. the competition as well. Yeah, I'm off the run. So, no, nah, that was really good. I, I can't take all the credit for it. Uh, Joshy James, you know, first game at halfback for us, put in some unreal kicks and... Uh, yeah, I'm on the end of a really good back line, so I'm happy to finish them off. But if those boys set it up, I'm all sweet. Yeah, we'll talk a bit, a bit about this over the next few weeks, Rosie, because it's an evolving situation. But with the way that things have gone so far this season, with injuries, COVID and things like that, the club's actually actively recruiting a lot of players at the moment. You talk about Josh James uh, on the weekend. It was his first game uh, for the Raiders after having pretty much no preparation and he absolutely brained it. So another one to keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely. He, he came in... Um Pretty unprepared, and I don't know if he was expecting to be in that starting role uh, come the start of the week. Even he just sort of was there at captain's run. So, uh, no, nah, and he played out of out of his socks too. He was, it was unreal. Um, he was definitely my man the match of the game, and he looked comfortable and relaxed. And I hope he can follow through this week. And we've got faith in him that he can. 
Yep, short turnaround into the Cowboys, Rosie. We'll play that game on the Thursday night. It'll be the first of our five-day turnarounds for the season. Um, the team obviously has to, you know, um, really look after themselves after the Wagga game because, you know, before you blink, it'll be uh, into that Cowboys game back here at GIO. Yeah, definitely. It's going to come up super fast. And yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. We played the Cowboys back in round two and then play them again in, um, next week. But, um, yeah, it's um, definitely important to, to recover quickly ahead after the Wagga game heading into that game. Manly Seagulls 25, Raiders 6 at Mudgee Glenwellow Stadium was the venue for that one. Uh, James, you were there uh, uh, on the day and uh, obviously a pretty disappointing performance in that second half and just came down to too many handling errors in the end. Yeah, the, we, we started off pretty well. It was 10-6 at halftime, I think. And uh, yeah, we just, we, I think we got a bit frustrated with, with some of the stuff not working and lost a bit of patience. Um, we were a very good attacking and defending side, but doesn't help when we don't keep hold of the ball and yeah it, it really did come down to some some little things and uh you know we're going to brush that one off um no excuses we're going to brush it off we're going to go into next week against the storm which is an even bigger challenge uh we really need to to get those little things corrected and uh you know execute everything perfectly if we if we really want to have a chance against these guys and I know we can too we've got a very strong side we've got a very skillful talented side as well so yeah Rosie, the penalties in that first half were probably the telling factor and the reason why we probably trailed at the break. We gave away four coming out of our own end and that's something that's really got to be worked on is the discipline side of things. Otherwise, you're just on the back foot. 100%. You turn over ball in your own quarter and, yeah, it just invites the opposition to just come straight in and score. So, yeah, we need to really tidy that up and, um, and the errors as well coming out of our own end. But we tidy those up and um, I reckon we could, yeah, do well against Storm. Ricky Stewart did talk about this in the press conference after and he said that, you know, obviously Daly Cherry Evans was a pivotal factor in there. Weenie had a, a 40-20, but he also had a rare 20-40 uh, as well. James and um, his kicking game, you know, really gave them the, the upper hand in that second half. Yeah, uh, it was a DC show, definitely. Um, that 20-40 got everyone off surprise. I don't think one's been done yet. And, uh, I think it was the second one ever. Is it? Yeah, there was one last year. Um, I can't remember who did it, but there was one. I remember there was a bit oh. of talk around it, but... Um, yeah, only the second one since it's been brought in. That's right. It's, he's, it goes to show how, how smart and aware of a good awareness player he is. Um, yeah, I think that itself, that was a player that really threw us off, uh, not expecting something like that and then having to react to it. it, it he definitely got under our skin and um, oh, a handful of their players did. They have a very, a very smart attacking side, and, uh, but we, we've got to prepare for that. That can happen in any game at any time. So uh, Sticks definitely got around the boys and spoke to them and... They're, they're aware of that now and uh, they're going to move forward and, and really, really shape their game up uh, to be better. We focused on a lot of the negatives in that game, Rosie, but the positive signs were there defensively again. Uh, and, and the reason that Manly probably ran away with it in the end was the fact that we turned so much ball over. But defensively, the structures are tightening up and it is looking pretty good um, when we don't have to defend those you know, two, three sets in a row. Yeah, we saw in that first half they had a lot of attacking ball and only came out with the two tries um, in that first half, which I thought was impressive, keeping them to that. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the first half they ran away with it a bit in the end, but um, definitely our defence is definitely improving. Yeah, we'll forget that game now and we'll move on to the next game against the Storm. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Before we move on to the preview, it's time to find out a bit about our special guest this week, James Schiller. Now, Raiders fans um, at the beginning of pre-season probably wouldn't have known who James Schiller was. So let's find out a bit about you. Whereabouts are you from? We know that you're from Young uh, down there in country New South Wales. Uh, Tell us a bit about the James Schiller story. 
Oh, there's not much to it, mate. It's pretty boring. But, um, yeah, from young, like you said, uh, you know, born and raised there, lived there till I was about 18, grew up, grew up playing my footy and that. As you know, I'm a union boy. Um, you're definitely right about saying no one knew who I was at the start of pre-season. I'm a bit of a wild card, but uh, it's good that way. I can catch everyone by surprise, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, grew up in young, played my, my junior footy there, a bit of league, bit of mostly union, um, you know, roughly 17, 18 Started getting back into league, moved down to Wollongong, uh, started drag and started playing for the Dragons there, and had a pretty woeful two years with COVID and that coming in. So very broken up and disrupted two years, and then uh, I was grateful that uh, the late great Pete Mulholland got onto me again and uh, got me down here to where I think's home. Yeah, it's uh, it's so many people that we speak to. Pete played such an instrumental role in getting him and getting into the club. So you know, we're obviously forever grateful for what Pete's been able to do. But tell us a bit about you. Like you said, now we, we asked you a few weeks ago, your you junior club was, and you said you didn't have one because you played rugby union. But did you play junior football for the, the Cherry Pickers? Yeah, or yeah, I, I definitely so you did. Do have a junior club. <laughs> yeah, but I played more <laughs> um, more rugby union and yep. and uh, yeah, I'm 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 more. Uh, known for my rugby union. That's right. So you um, play for the Young Yabbies. Now they that, play. That's who, it. who is in that competition? Because is that one of the ones that come out of the well, Wagga comp, or is it? It's a yeah. Well, they've always been sort of Wagga and, and those areas, and there's a there's a mixture of clubs in there. Um, you know, we we sometimes in the in the juniors uh, they go as far as Aubrey, um, and the way they do it is sort of every two weeks they'll have like a little carnival. So yep. it's a lot different to to uh, rugby league, but getting into the higher grades and that. Uh, when I first started 16s, we'd moved to the Canberra comp because the local comp wasn't uh, getting going ahead too strong. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams pulling out and because rugby union sort of struggling out in the bush. Uh, so we moved over to the Canberra comp, uh, comp, and yeah, I've played a lot of my rugby union down here um, against all the you know your, your Radford, uh, Darramala, and St Eddie's, all those schools, and uh, we were just yeah, little town of young coming down every every week and a couple of home matches here and there and. As we, as I got older and started playing grade, uh, we ended up shifting back to the local comp because we got a fair few teams together, and um, yeah, it's starting to grow again and, and become a, a bigger competition uh, than what it has been in the past few years. So the the transition to Lee, how did you end up at the Dragons from playing ro- local rugby union in Young? Well, I, um, when I was around, oh, test me, fifteen, sixteen, uh, I did a bit of Brumby stuff down here, um, and from there, my, my name started to be come a bit known and and uh you know rugby union and rugby league have scouts everywhere um down in young too we got got a fair few people who have been uh within nrl experience and and know know a lot of different people so uh richard agar from the dragons at who was the dragons recruiter at the time got in touch with uh one of our or who was going to be the first grade coach for us roy jewett and uh got onto him and you know just sort of said what are we looking at? Um, came down for oh they sent a scout down for one of them, I think it was my second game back since oh since I was thirteen or something so I was playing reserve grade and I think I was seventeen at the time and they sent down uh, a scout to come and watch me and yeah it sort of just that's really it they sent down a scout and they were happy with what they saw and then two three weeks later uh, we had a contract signed up ready to go. How have you found that transition from union to league? No no I was, I was it was really good it was um. I definitely felt out of time with league because I feel like in union I've got a lot more time to work with the ball and uh, in in union I was playing a lot of inside centre which would probably probably uh, work more like a, a second rower in rugby league so 
uh, to come from an inside centre position in rugby union to centre wing fullback in uh, in league. It was a bit a bit of a struggle, but uh, you sort of you, you expect that, so it's not hard to, to get your timing back and uh, get your awareness skills back up. But yeah, the transition I found really easy, and I, d- I didn't struggle. I was just yeah a bit rusty as everyone would be, but no, I was comfortable as. Talking about young as a place, it's a, got a rich uh, rugby league and sporting history too. You've obviously got uh, Simon Wolford, um, who is from there, and his uh, son Zach Wolford, um, who have come out of there. And uh, we all know that your uncle, obviously from that region as well, Brett Mullins. Um, tell us a bit about the young sporting bloodlines. How do you get so many good players out of such a small town? Oh, it's God's country, mate. How can you not? But uh, no, nah, it's I, I'm not too sure. We we're just a very competitive town, I believe. Um, that, that, that ranges across all sports. Uh, Young's always up there with, with some of the top top performing uh, clubs and towns within the, the allocated sports. And yeah, I think that it comes down to that. We're just a competitive a competitive town. Um, don't get me wrong; it can it can affect us sometimes in the worst ways. But no, nah, we're a very tight community as well. Um, you know, everyone knows everyone, and we're all comfortable with each other. So so the positive relationships we've got with one another really comes comes in handy into a, a sporting world where uh, competing is everything. And if you can compete with someone that you have a good, strong connection with and you're nearly guaranteed to get a win every time. Let's so chat about your first grade debut back in round one. Um, it was an incredible match and I remember looking down and you had so many fans, <laughs> family yeah. and friends down there. Were expecting that many people yeah, down definitely. in the crowd? Uh, I, I did get um, yeah, 60 tickets, I think it was, from uh, 40. And uh, like I said, with that connection in Young and having those... Uh, positive relationships you know 40 odd more probably bought tickets to come and watch and uh it, it's it's honestly it's unbelievable like like i said in my interview the other week you, you turn around and go to this parade of people that you know it, it's 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 honestly unbelievable um the the chanting and the the giant head that they got printed out it was <laughs> it was uh it was un- it was unreal and then to see them all after the game and get your photos and that it it makes you really grateful and appreciative of what you do have well, take us back a few days before that when Ricky um, actually let you know that you were going to play in that match. Obviously, Jordan was suspended for that first game. And what was going through your head? Did you, did you believe what he was telling you? Or did you, did you have an inkling that it was going to happen? Or what, was, where did uh, it come from? Uh, we started the week like, like any other week and we're, at, we're doing a bit of a run at GIO. And um, uh, Cappy uh, came up to me and said, uh, well, we'll just get you to train on right wing today just because uh, Seb Chris is... Out, but he didn't say why he was out. So I just assumed he was either a little bit crook or injured, or I had no idea what was going on. But I didn't look into it because you don't want to get ahead of, your, ahead of yourself in those situations. So helping out first grade, that's all that was on. And then Tuesday, come Tuesday, and I was speaking to um, I was speaking to Jackie White, and, and he came up to me and he was like, "Oh, did you, did you speak to Stick?" And I said, "No, nah, what, what are you talking about?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, don't tell anyone." But uh, I think he's I think he's looking at choosing you. And I went, "Oh." Oh right, oh you know I won't I won't look into it because you can't get a big head and then it'd be worse if I was over the moon and then got shut down. So I was like, you know, whatever, I'll leave it. Um, Jackie's a bit of stirrer too, so you never know. Uh, but yeah, he he uh, we we're going out for warm up and Stick pulled me aside and sort of said, look, I need you to I need you to start wing. I need you to start right wing this weekend. And instantly, I started shaking and getting nervous and I wasn't even near a footy or anything. So yeah, he, he broke the news pretty. Uh, Pretty bluntly to me, it wasn't wasn't a big ceremony or anything. It was just, this is your job, go and do it, and that's how I took it. I took it as my job. I got to go and do it. Uh, you know, he he even said that. He said, 
you know, I know how exciting and that is, but I need you to do your job. And I need you to put all your emotions aside. And when someone like Ricky Stewart tells you to do that, you do it. So, uh, no, nah, I, I definitely had enough preparation. Tuesday, Tuesday to Saturday, or Tuesday to Friday is a, a fair, an, enough time to, to gather your thoughts and your emotions and just chill out. Um, but, yeah, I didn't look too much into it. I had a job to do. I had I had to uh, do it to my best ability because I had a another 16 blokes here relying on me. So, yeah, but... It was it was probably the best way to get it broken to you, just going up for warm up, because it doesn't give you time to think about it. It's just go out, warm up, get ready, and then you're all sweet. But yeah, I wouldn't have changed it. Yep. What about the the, the goals now? I mean, obviously you've had that taste of first grade football, and you've had the opportunity to see uh, how it works at that level. Um, no doubt you want to try and get more of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, like we said earlier, a lot of us younger blokes in cup and that are, are really pushing for those NRL spots and. Uh, we, we all we all have a goal. Everyone's here because they all have the same goal. Um, we, we we want first grade positions. I've spoke to Stick and that about you know what how can I cement a spot or what more do I need to do and and that's really it. That the goal at the moment is to is to try cement a spot in first grade. But you have got to be realistic about these things too. We got an awesome seventeen there that start each week and um, it takes a lot to kick some of those players out of position. So. Uh, for the time being, no matter what team I am put in, whether it's cup or first grade, I need to perform my best there and perform my best for the Raiders for that team because uh, you look too far ahead and it's, it's just going to affect you. So um, each week, you know, whatever you get told, cup, first grade, you, you go and you perform and you play for that for that club, uh, for that team, for your club because you just can't afford to get lost in, in fake scenarios and, you know, unrealistic sort of scenarios as well, so... Now, if I'm if I'm in cup, I'm in cup, and that that is my job for that week, and I'll do it to my best ability. Round five sees the Raiders up against the Melbourne Storm at McDonald's Park in Wagga Wagga. It's the uh, third of our regional uh, visits out to Wagga Wagga. We've played Penrith out there for a victory, and we lost to the Knights last year uh, in a game which we probably should have won. So no doubt the guys will be keen to get out there and rectify it this weekend against the Melbourne Storm. Rosie, uh, always great going back out into those regional areas and having a home game for us after having an away game in Mudgee last week. It'll be a great experience and we're encouraging everybody to buy a ticket and come along. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be great to get out back out there. It was my first time back out at Wagga, so it'll be really exciting for me. And um, and yeah, I was out at Mudgee last week and just seeing all the country fans. I'm really enjoying their footy out there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to having all the Raiders fans out there um, in Wagga this weekend. That's right. Just a reminder for those people who are members of the club, this game does not come as part of one of your membership games, so you need to purchase a ticket uh, for this one you can do that through ticketech.com.au just search for Raiders v Wagga the Melbourne Storm uh, James you mentioned before they are a very dangerous team they absolutely spanked the Bulldogs last week 44-0 their spine of uh, Ryan Pappenhausen Jerome Hughes Cameron Munster and Harry Grant with Brandon Smith coming off the bench it's a pretty formidable um, sort of combination isn't it yeah they're uh, they've been like that for years uh, but we know everyone knows what the storms like when it comes to attack ND. They they are unbelievably dangerous and they're always at the at the top of the ladder come the end of the year of every year for a reason. So uh, yeah, they're 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 going to be coming out all guns blazing. But I, I definitely think we've got the the ability to match them. Um, it's it's yeah we we got to turn up on the day. It's a home game, like you said. There's going to be a good country crowd there. Uh, that's probably what's going to help us as well is is having that home ground advantage and having the crowd behind us. Uh, pushing us forward so yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes they, they are a dangerous team but you know every team's able to be to be slowed down and and put back a place so to nullify that 
uh, spine, Rosie, and give them limited opportunity. It's going to be a big job on our forward pack this weekend to come out and assert some dominance in the middle of the field because if we can't do that, then they'll just be able to run right. Yeah, definitely. The forwards really need to lay that platform for the backs to perform and, and that's going to be hard in itself with the storm of a huge forward pack as well. So um, it's going to be a big battle, but yeah, I think um, our forwards will do a great job. Uh, I've been really impressed um, with young Brad Schneider, James. I obviously, um, you know, you guys probably trained most of the pre-season uh, on the other side of the field against the NRL team. Have you seen his progression into first grade? Yeah, Brad's an unreal player. Um, he's, he's one of the smarter halfbacks I've seen. He And he's a really strong ball runner as well, which you, you don't get to, in too many halfbacks on that lately. So, uh, yeah, he, his progression since I've seen him, since the start of pre-season until now, is... is it's it's really good. It's it's very promising for the Raiders club. Uh, you know he he hasn't he hasn't let down anyone yet, um, and he's not going to. We all know that. We have faith in Brad and trust in Brad, and he's only going to grow as a player. He's he's twenty one years old. Uh, he's got a lot of footy left in him. He's a smart kid. He's a good kid, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how he grows as a player and as a person. Yeah, and his combination with Jack's becoming really strong as well. And you saw last last week how well Jack played. So building that combination as well is super important. Yeah, definitely. And and got to give it to Schnitz. He he got chucked in the seven roll uh, round one, sort of probably not the way he wanted to. You know, it was unfortunate. Fogs went down with the injury, and Brad probably was planning to learn a lot from Fogs as a as a veteran halfback. So uh, I think Brad's handled everything really well. Uh, he, he's shaped up to every task. He he's only getting stronger and he's getting better. And uh, yeah, with with Jackie Legs there and and uh, a lot of those experienced players around him, it's it's um, I think it's going to be unbelievable what he can do. Talking about the cup um, earlier and the fact that you guys are looking to continue that form, you've got Mounties uh, this weekend, which is the Raiders' old affiliate club, and obviously the Raiders have their own um, uh, cup team now. Uh, if you had a look at their side at all and, and what they've been up to so far. No, we've we've done a bit of video today, uh, but that was mainly on us and from our performance of the weekend. Uh, we'll get into the, the training tomorrow and probably have a have a bit more of a in depth look at what they're looking like. But uh, we did a bit, uh, oh, because we, we, we did a bit on Manly and we saw sort of when they versed them and and a bit. Uh, I, I think we'll be right. It's it'll probably be a close match. We're both tight on the ladder. Um, you know, we've we've both got to got got to come out harder than one another because we've got a lot to prove and uh, yeah I think we'll be sweet uh, Mounties are always tough this isn't an easy competition it's always going to be tough so I'm excited to see how we go Three games of footy out there at McDonald's Park at Wagga Wagga on Saturday I think gates open around 10.45am got the jersey f- uh, flag playing as well uh, into the New South Wales Cup in, into the NRL so three games uh, an opportunity to get out there and get behind some country footy <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up with our podcast predictions, which are looking pretty grim still. Uh, just a one point between everybody after four rounds. So uh, it's time. I think last week I had Rapper for a try. Um, Lauren had a uh, Tomoko double uh, and Mokes had a Kotrick double. So um, no good for any of that last week. We only scored the one try. So Rosie, what have you got for us this week? I'm going to go a Joe Tarpane try. I believe he scored in Wagga last match. So um, yeah, I think he'll go over. Okay, Shield, what do you got for us? I'm going to go a Nick Kotrick try in the corner. Yep, yep, that's always a good one. And we saw it last week, and I think I might have predicted this one week already, but Josh Papali'i went very, very close to getting over the line last week and for that short ball off the hooker. So uh, I'm going to go for Big Papa to get across the line this weekend against the Melbourne Storm. James Schiller, thank you very much for joining us. It's been great to have you on, and good luck 
for the rest of the season. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. There he is, James Schiller, joining us for Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.